Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the book of John. We've spent the last several episodes in chapter 6 of John. Uh, it's a long chapter, okay? And we're drawing to the end of it. And Jesus is having an amazing encounter here. Let me refresh our memory as to what happened in our last episode together. Jesus had told him, hey, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Yeah, that's what he said. So let's just look at, read again, verse 53, Jesus said, to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in yourself. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Again, he's, Jesus has said that several times in this passage about raising them up on the last day. Verse 55, for my flesh is true blood uh, sorry for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink now remember what Jesus had told them already they had been looking to him to provide another free meal they had, had the encounter the day before where he had given them fish and given them bread now they were looking for that again and they were actually throwing things from their past in his face and it says well you know God provided our forefathers with manna remember that so it was less than a subtle hint that, uh, yeah, you can give us some more manna. You can give us some food. <coughs> we sort of like that. And Jesus is saying, no, don't pursue after that of the flesh, but pursue the food of the Spirit. And then he's letting them know what that is now. That is his flesh that is true food. It's his blood that is a true drink. Now, verse 56, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. And so you start thinking, what in the world, you know, what happens when we eat, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, the one who takes me in, the one who turns to me as the sustenance of life. Now, verse 58, this is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died, he who eats this bread will live forever. So he's just sort of uh, shooting down their little suggestion. Well, you know, why don't you just do the same kind of thing that Father did with us, with our forefathers, with the manna? He says, no, the fathers ate that and they died. He said, I'm the true bread that's come down out of heaven. If you eat of this bread, you're going to live forever. Then verse 59 said, these things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So here he is. He's at the... Uh, physically speaking, in the religious center, okay, in the religious center of the life of the people. So what was the response? Verse 60, therefore, and there's that therefore, right? Many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? And, you know, I think we can understand that. You know, they're saying, who can, who can believe this, okay? Who can, who can understand what is going on? With this thing, and who can listen to this? Verse 61. But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this time, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? What then, if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? 
It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. So he's telling them, he says, you know what, you need to get away from thinking of these things in the purely natural, physical sense, the things that I'm speaking about. Now, you know, the disciples had wondered why Jesus spoke in parables, and he let them know why he spoke in parables, to where those who would not hear would hear, and yet what they would not understand. So what he's saying here, is this going to cause you to stumble? And he said, what then if you see the Son of Man ascending where he was before? Would that believe make you believe if you saw me going back to heaven where I was before? And he just tells them, it's the Spirit who gives life. It's the Spirit that's going to give understanding. But then he says this in verse 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. And so he's speaking uh, to his disciples, yes. But the, remember, disciples means learners. Okay, the ones learning. He knew that even among the 12, there was one that was really not of him. And he knew it from the beginning. So 64 says that. For there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. <coughs> so there were multitudes he did not believe. Okay? As a matter of fact, you see Peter, I guess it's in one of the other Gospels. Oh, no, here it is. I'll keep reading. I was about to say, I thought it was in John. Let's just get to it. Verse 65. And he was saying, for this reason I've said to you, and this is Jesus speaking, I've said to you that no one can come to me unless it's been granted him from the Father. And we've seen this idea already. Jesus has stated this, that you just can't wake up one day and decide, okay, I think I'm going to come to Jesus. You can't do that in the flesh. You can't do it of your own volition. It is simply the Lord that does this. It is the Lord that grants. It's the Father that grants us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 66, as a result of this, so a result of this whole conversation, the eating my flesh, the drinking my blood, of realizing that you can't come to him unless it's been granted by the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Now, one of the other Gospels, the disciples get a little nervous about this, <laughs> a lot like you would see in a, uh, a church staff meeting, okay, <clears throat> which I have been in many of these kind of church staff meetings where they go, oh, we got to do something. The people are leaving. we got to do something because they're leaving. They're leaving. Well, let me tell you, people leave for several reasons. Two of the primary reasons is this, is they're not getting the Word of God. It is very, very rare today for there to be a local portion of the body of Christ that truly teaches and truly preaches and truly lives by the Word of God. They all profess to do that. They all say they will. <clears throat> but the harsh reality is that they don't. And the people start voting with their feet. I mean, I, I could just give you example after example that they start walking away. And then there's another time when they walk away. <clears throat> and it's when you start teaching and preaching and abiding in the Word of God. <laughs> it's when you actually start doing it. People go, oh, this is hard. This is difficult. I don't want this. I just want to feel good. I don't want to be bothered by this. And they'll go somewhere where people will tickle their ears. Okay? So the disciples were worried about this. Well, here's what Jesus says, verse 67. So Jesus said to the 12, you do not want to go away also, do you? Verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed. And come to know that you are the Holy One of God. 
This is a great proclamation. You know, they were struggling with this. Sure, the disciples were wondering, what does he mean by eating the flesh? The 12 were wondering, what does he mean by drinking the blood? And one of the 12, which we're about to be told point blankly, was a traitor. But Simon Peter says, you know, Lord, where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed, and we believe that you are the Holy One of God. Now, the last two verses, chapter 6 of John, verse 70. Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is the devil? Well, boy, that's a downer. You know, Peter's sitting there saying, Lord, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and they've come to know that you're the Holy One of God. And it's like, oh, time, okay, it's time for a group hug, group hug. <laughs> you know, everything's wonderful. But Jesus says, you did, not, did I not choose you myself? And everybody's thinking, oh, man, he chose us this great. One of you is a devil. Verse 71 clarifies. Now he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So John is sort of setting up the story of what's going to happen with the balance of his account right here. But Jesus was letting them know that even though, yeah, what you said is true, there's still one among us that is not really of us. <clears throat> Nothing's changed. That happens today. Our role and our responsibility, examine ourselves to see if we be of the faith and that we're not one of the devils. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>